2: I'm Jason Rifle from Shaw, Bransford and Raw. This week is our first open season special. We'll be walk- walking listeners through the best resources, tips and tricks for navigating this federal open benefits season. In the first half of our program, I'm thrilled to be joined by Joan Melanson. She's the Director of Education and Outreach at FedPoint. Joan and I will be helping you understand your coverage options and where you can go to find out information and resources about that in our conversation today. Uh, Before we dive into our conversation with Joan and into the rest of our program, I want to remind our listeners that Fed Talk is brought to you by the Federal Long-Term Care Insurance Program. The Federal Long-Term Care Insurance Program is sponsored by the U.S. Office of Personnel Management, insured by John Hancock Life and Health Insurance Company under a group long-term care insurance policy, and administered by long-term care partners doing business as FedPoint. To learn more, visit them at www.ltcfeds.com. Today, Joan,
0: welcome to Fed Talk. It's a pleasure to be here again, and it seems like it was just yesterday when we did this show, and that was a year ago. Where does the time go?
2: Where does the time go? Well, you know, there's just been a couple things going on, um, but we're we're thrilled to have you back, and 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 to help us know what what's going on this year, what's new this year, um, and and and
0: and what FedPoint is doing to help folks navigate. Um, this, this well, well, if you had asked me last year or throughout this year, I would have said that last year was a blip. I mean, COVID descended upon us. Everybody went digital and it would be a digital year. And then uh, come the fall, we'd all be back together again, doing our kumbaya and and, uh, uh, and life would be normal again. Well, I was absolutely wrong on, on that. Um it's Groundhog Day again. And here we are waking up and we're still doing our Zoom um, things where we're still in our uh, comfies at home. And uh, very few people are going into the into the office, or they are doing a hybrid model. But it certainly isn't anything like it was uh, back in March when we all packed our bags and left for two weeks. So what does that mean? It means that this uh, Federal benefits open season is pretty much similar to last year, and it's digital all the way. And what's very interesting this year is that since we've been all digital for almost two years now, can you believe that? Everybody has become much more comfortable with the technology. And as they become more te- uh, comfortable with the technology, they've realized all the different advantages. And so what we're seeing is a lot more digital events. We've always dabbled in, in the digital part, but we're seeing it with, with, with everybody. And I, I think that the receptivity, particularly as the comfort level and the technology has gotten better, that everybody is, is, is pretty uh, happy with this. Of course, there are the extroverts that want to get out and, and talk to people and see people. But um, in terms of getting the information about federal open-season benefits out to people. Digital has worked really well. And, um, and I think people are happy with it. Well,
2: and you're, like you mentioned, Jen, you're, you're meeting people where they are, you're meeting them with their, where their expectations are and, and, and where and how they're used to consuming information um, in, in the way that the rest of the world works. Um, and and I know that that FedPoint has a unique role in administering some of the benefits, as well as as obviously the Federal Long Term Care Insurance Program. For any of our listeners who aren't kind of familiar with with the role that you all play there, um, could you help lay out what is that role um, and and uh, what are you what are you doing in this space there?
0: Yes, that's a that's a good question because many people do. Um, I think of us as federal long-term care insurance program. That was our, um, uh, we were born in 2002 and that's what we did. But in 2006, we developed and, um, and launched the portal for enrolling in dental and vision benefits. And these are voluntary employee pay all benefits but they are available and they have been since 2006. And our role in that is to offer the enrollment and the uh, premium collection and the disbursement to all the carriers. So we work with the, there are now 12 dental carriers and five vision carriers. These are are, um, are regional as well as national. And we also uh, work with uh, FSA, to, to do the collection, um, the premium collection there. So we have a big role uh, where, as I call Switzerland, we, we're, we don't, we're, we're there to administer the website, the portal for doing the enrollment and, and managing of, of benefits. So that's why we're so involved in uh, open season. Um, in fact, as I mentioned before, it's digital all the way. I, I, my staff and i spend spent a lot of time Going out to people and talking to them uh, on site and doing all kinds of activities and events during open season, which we have shifted over to, um, to digital. But the mission is to really get the information out to federal employees and their family members, as well as the military and their family members, so they can make informed decisions about their benefits
2: we're definitely going to dive into what some of that specific information is this year within FEHB certainly within FedVip and the other options i know that there's some 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 news to share some new developments some options that have been rolled out but uh, you know one thing that i wanted to follow up on Joan, you mentioned that we're we're all digital are there places where where you your your team members other folks are are still doing On-site benefits fairs for, for those federal workers where uh, they still have to show up to the, to the job They're They're working a a TSO at an airport, a a law enforcement officer or someone out, out um, managing our federal lands, or are those largely dried up in in those organizations have uh, found ways to focus in, in the
0: digital space as well? Well, that's a very, very good question. We usually get over 700 requests and we probably go to we probably attend over 400 because uh, not that my staff is, is, a, is an army, but we have contractors all over the, uh, the country whom we train and they go out and talk to people. We are probably this year getting, um, we've probably only had a couple hundred requests and a lot of them have been uh, for digital types of, of things. There are a few onsite um, across the country but very few. It seems like the DC, uh, Washington, Maryland area where we where all the headquarters are located, the larger buildings, they're all going virtual. We're not going to any of those. And that's highly unusual. I, I'm quite frankly very surprised. What we're seeing for on-site has mostly been in the um, on the military side. And, and some of the affinity groups, mostly on the military side, have um decided to do their conferences, but everybody else has really moved into digital. And luckily we were comfortable there because um, our philosophy all along has been, as you used it nicely, go to where people are. And we used to span the whole spectrum of all, as I say, high touch to high tech. And we found that most people would get their information and throughout the continuum. And sometimes they move back and forth, you know, they do the research online and then they wanna talk to somebody and they move all around there. So we have always been comfortable all the way through it. Now we've just pivoted to, to digital. It'd be very, very interesting to see what happens a year from now. Will this be the trend that people will love and we can get into some of the advantages as we chat about digital will they will they transition to being digital much more than they ever were or will some people go back to on-site or will will people suddenly like all the advantages a lot more with digital I don't know the answers to these and since I was wrong about this open season I'm not projecting what's happening next year so
2: (laughs) well we'll have to uh Ask you to get your crystal ball out. We'll, we'll, we'll all peer in there after uh, a break and uh, a word from, our, from the station. You're listening to Fed Talk on Federal News Network. Welcome back to Fed Talk on Federal News Network. I'm here with Joan Melanson, the director of education and outreach at FedPoint. Um, before the break, we were talking about how that during this open season, uh, which runs through December 13th, uh, folks are are very much in the digital space and and really leaning into those resources, whether through virtual benefits fairs, online portals, online resources, what have you. That's just the way the world is, um, and um, and so, Joan, I, I just wanted to continue to pull the thread on that. What, what's the engagement that you're seeing? Where, where are people um, going for that information? Where Where do folks need to look if they don't know already?
0: Well, um, the Virtual Benefits Fair is really the place to go to learn about uh, the benefits and all the different plans and plan offerings. We we launched this a number of years ago when year after year it's only improved and we've gotten more and more interest in it. And last year we actually had over 43,000 people who attended it. So what is a virtual benefits fair? It, it's, think of it when you go to an on-site benefits fair. You walk into a room and you see a whole, um, all these tables all over the place. And they all have little tablecloths with the names of the companies and you wander around and you pick up little goodies and you pick up some materials and you talk to people. And then you're saying, well, I really wanted to talk to someone from such and such company, but it turns out they're not there because not everybody can be there because open season this year is a five week period. Sometimes it's four, four weeks and, and, and everybody holds their events on the same day. So you you know I haven't yet figured out how to clone myself and to be in a whole bunch of different places at once. Uh, I don't know if anybody else has. And the bottom line is that you pick and choose um, every year, and you can't be everywhere at once. So the virtual benefits fair has a lot of advantages. So picture it: you log onto your computer, your laptop. You can do it on your iPad, and you can do it on your iPhone. We're we're totally mobile um, uh, friendly. So. You, you log on and you log on by going to, to benefits.com or you can get there from the LTCFeds.com website. And when you when you go there, imagine you see a listing of, of the different categories of benefits. So you'll see a little um, manner that will say FEDVIP, Dental and Vision Plans. And another one that says FEHB. Those are your... We don't have all over 200 of them, but we have the major ones. And then you see another booth that says FSA and another one that says uh, FELTSIP, Federal Long-Term Care Insurance Program. And then there's a military resource uh, room because uh, the military folks are, are also eligible. So when you see these different headings, you click on, and then when you click on to the heading, you'll see all the available um Uh, carriers in each category. And the beauty is all of them are represented so that you will see the whole, all the options and you'll see not only all the carriers, you'll see all the plans that they offer. So it's easy. It's a one-stop to get the information about all your benefits.
2: Thanks so much for laying that out for us, Joan. And I wanted to repeat that website for folks in case they didn't catch it. That's benefeds.com, B-E-N-E-F-E-D-S.com. And uh, I know one of the things that I think is pretty neat that you're doing on there is, in addition to having these resources that are available throughout the entire open season period, is that you have some of these live chat days. And today... Uh, is one of those days. What, what's going on with these live chat experiences?
0: Well, w- what's good about it is, I mentioned, you can go in and do all the research. And I, when I talked about, we, we've always been in the, um, uh, we always try to meet people where they wanna meet them. And we, we've gone from high tech to high touch. People will do oftentimes do the research. So they've gone through, they've looked at all the plans, but they say, you know, I'm really interested in this dental plan but I'm confused about it. I'm not sure how it compares to maybe this plan. So you can uh, click on, on these chat days and talk directly with the representative from that plan. So you don't have to call an 800 number, you just click. And then if I say, oh gee, that might meet my needs but maybe another plan might do it better. So I click on and I talk to that person so I can compare that way. Um, as I mentioned, uh, the virtual benefits fair—maybe uh, I didn't—is it mirrors open season. So this year, uh, open season started November eighth, and it's going to go through through December thirteenth. The virtual benefits fair is open all the time, and just like benefits, which is the enrollment um, website, it's twenty-four-seven. So you can do your research and then you can click on and you can enroll in the plans on the, on the website. So, um, But on these, these chat days, you have an opportunity to combine not only the digital, but with the real live person. And it's not a robot response. It's, you get an actual, the companies do, the carriers do uh, staff. And they have folks there, so you could be chat. You could be chatting on, um, you know, online, or you could say, "Can you call me and we can chat?" So today, which is um, the uh, uh, the nineteenth of November, uh, there are two other additional chats. If today doesn't work, those chat days are December first and December eighth. And so these are opportunities to pull in that personal connect within all the information. Because as I mentioned, all the 12 dental plans that are available are are represented there. All the five vision plans, the majority of of health insurance plans, FSA feds is there. And and lots of people are a little nervous about FSA feds because they don't understand how you can use your FSA funds to save you money. And then you have the uh, federal long-term care insurance program, even though it's not an um, an open season benefit is represented there and you can apply uh, throughout the year. So that all this information is there, but you do have the personal touch on, on these chat days.
2: Thanks so much, Joan. And so uh, I think the lesson for our uh, takeaway for our listeners is, do your research, get your questions ready. And then either today or on the December 1st or the 8th, go in there and have a chance to have your questions answered by a real life human being from, from these carriers and providers who can really help you navigate uh, your your options for, for your
0: health care and your other
2: benefit options.
0: Um, so, and, and you also asked me before, I wanna make sure people know, you can go into this fair and browse all the exhibits and within them you can download or just read any of the plan brochures. You can um, watch any of the videos or or the webinars that the individual carriers offer, you have access to all the materials in one spot. So think of the virtual benefits fair as an aggregator. We are bringing all of the benefits available to you in one spot so that you can do it. And lots of times people want to say, I'm gathering this information for my husband, who's making the decisions or I'm getting it from my wife. This gives you an opportunity to sit down and look at everything together because benefits are really a family decision. It's not for the person, his or herself. It's for, oftentimes it's for others, spouses, partners, and family members.
2: Absolutely. And it's such a a great resource to be able to pull that information down and have those conversations. I know, like you said, it's a, uh, You're usually uh, seldom, never your own island um, um, on these things. And 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 as folks are, it sounds like there's a lot of information in here. Um, Is there anything new um, that 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 folks should should be especially looking out for this year? Um, Like I I think there might have been some 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 new uh, announcements related to the dental and vision program, for example. Is
0: there there anything that, that should be highlighted for folks? Uh, yeah, um, the, the carriers that offer uh, dental and vision plans and as well as the health insurance plans, they, they do um, uh, change from year to year. Um, the, the dental and vision carriers are, are under a, a five-year contract. So nothing, we haven't added, OPM hasn't added any new dental or vision carriers from last year. Um, but what happens is the plans that they offer change. So many of the carriers will offer standard plans or, or high option plans. And of course, the benefits within the plans change and the, the rates change. And then the thing that people forget about, turn around, talk about time passing quickly, is that your needs change over time. You know, you're, you're, you're your child who's, who's five today turn around and here she is a teenager and turn around and uh, the person's off to college. I mean, time passes and, and the majority of people is, I think it's something like 95% because these benefits, except for FSA feds, whatever you have, whatever you've chosen last year will roll over to, to next year and so on. And so you don't have to do anything. If you don't make any changes, you get the same. And we all get into that, um, uh, uh, just kind of going with the flow and not making any, if it's worked so far, why should I make any changes? And it's it's a small number, 5% or so that we'll, we'll make changes during open season. But in reality, there are a lot of changes um, with the, from the different carriers and the plans, as well as changes in your household. And you forget about that. And it's, it doesn't hit you until, you know, you, you maybe go online and say, wow, things have changed. And maybe it's, it's an opportunity to save some money by getting a plan that, that has benefits that better match the needs of my family. And so that's why this is important to, um, to look at, and, and, and see if, if you can, um, and see what's changed. So that, that's really what's happened. The other thing is that TRDP, the um, retirees uh, dental plan back in 2019, they transitioned over to FEDVIP. And so we also were offering um, information for them. I know that time runs so quickly and I can t- talk about this forever, it's my baby, but I do wanna mention that within the virtual benefits Fair, we offer some very good webinars that support the various um, benefits. And we have a wide variety of topics, making the most of your federal benefits open season, which was I, I was just saying, navigating the virtual benefits fair. And then we have one on shopping, enrolling, and managing your dental and vision insurance. There's another one that a rep from FSA Feds is doing on saving money with FSA Feds. We have two uh, experts from Tufts that will talk about how dental health and good vision help will impact your your overall health. And then we always have Tammy Flanagan, who's a a wealth of information on general federal benefits. She's always there. We're doing some military-focused webinars that will help the military um, maximize their federal benefits after retirement, and we have speakers and panelists from the military who are retirement experts. So we have a lot of information there.
2: Awesome. No, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so glad that you mentioned those webinar resources, Joan. And are those live at a certain time? Or are they all on demand and can just be accessed by people whenever they're ready for them? How, does that, how, how can they access that? And, and is that also on the
0: benefits.com website? Well, the answer is both. You can do them online within the virtual benefits fair. If you have to miss it, you can do it on demand because, you know, we all want it our way when we want it. And, uh, and sometimes the schedule that we offer doesn't work. So they're all on demand. The only disadvantage is that you don't get the live Q&A being able to ask a question, but we do record all of those.
2: Uh, wonderful. Well, that, those are, are are really great resources. And, you know, I definitely don't understand vision and dental benefits myself. So uh, I lost uh, my, uh, my, sun, my prescription sunglasses in the ocean on a vacation this summer. <laughs> and I still haven't gone to the doctor and figured it out because it's just... I don't wanna deal with insurance and, and the billing and all of these surprises that come with it. So I'll have to get smart myself um, here with these great uh, webinar resources. Uh, Joan, we're, we're just about at, at, at that our time here with you. It's been such a pleasure having you here, sharing this really critical information with our audience um, about open season and, and about how they can out, uh, navigate their, their options during this open season. Um, thank you for being with us. And, and maybe just one last time, Joan, can you can you remind folks where they can go uh, to find out
0: more information that we talked about here today? Absolutely. Benefits.com, B-E-N-E-F-E-D-S.com is the portal that you use to enroll in and manage your uh, your FedBIP coverage. You can get to the virtual benefits fair that way. You can always get a from um, ltcfeds.com. And um, there you, if you're on Benefits.com, or even from the virtual benefits fair, you can find the plan comparison tool where you'll be able to compare and shop and enroll in the plans that you want. And so everything is there as a good resource. We do have a call center. I might want to add that, that we staff up for open season. But having said that, everything is really um, on uh, the Benefits. Uh, a website and you should be able to do it and if you have specific uh, questions about specific plans you can do the chat days to get the information that way because calling the call center won't answer those questions that's what you get from the from the carriers themselves when you um, do an online chat and or if you want to talk to them over the phone that's the information that you'll get
2: we have to stop here for our second break. When we come back, I'll be joined by WEPA to continue discussing the important considerations for this open season and tips for navigating care options. Joan, thank you so much for kicking off our show this week, and we'll see you again very soon. You're listening to Fed Talk on Federal News Network.
1: The
2: Welcome back. You're listening to Fed Talk on Federal News Network. We're entering the second half of our program and joining me now to continue the discussion about open season and tips for evaluating coverage options is Shane Canfield, CEO of Worldwide Assurance for Employees of Public Agencies, better known as WAPA. Welcome Shane, welcome back to Fed Talk. Great to be with you today.
3: Great to see you again, Jason.
2: Uh, well, you know, Shane, I, I want to just dive into our conversation here uh, and, and continue the discussion f- for our guests and our listeners thinking about reevaluating coverage options during open season. And, and you know, with your background in, in finances and insurance and, and helping people think about these tough things, what are some important tips for feds that you would offer about open season this
0: year?
3: So open season for medical insurance happens every year. Uh, For life insurance, roughly once a decade. So it's not nearly as frequent. For health insurance, even though WEPA does not provide a health insurance plan, um, I think it's going to be a big year for feds looking at their health insurance plan. So uh, I'll speak to a couple of things which I know are on people's mind and on the industry's mind. Uh, One thing is a lot of people moved uh, during uh, this last calendar year. And anytime you move, you're gonna be in a new area. Your old plan or your current plan may or may not have the network uh, availability that you want. So uh, I think it's really important for people to look at their individual positions that they use. And if you don't have a close tie to that person, at least check the network availability of that type of position, whether it be an internist or a, a specialist, and see if, if there might be an opportunity to change here based on making sure you get the kind of coverage you need. Um, this is especially important with HMOs. The, the, the HMOs, which are uh, based around a certain facility and only their doctors and there's no outside network, that's critically important that you um, uh, make sure that you've not moved so far outside of, a, of an urban or a suburban area where your HMO be, may be located, that you don't run into trouble there. Um, so those are two things that, uh, that we're talking, that a lot of uh, federal employee benefits experts are talking about right now.
2: Um, I think that's and- a really interesting one, Shane, especially as folks have leaned into remote working, yeah. getting that second house or moving into their vacation house. And, and I just don't know this, like for, for insurance and open season purposes, uh, uh, is your insurance tethered to your primary place of ref- uh, residence? Or do people have a choice if they have multiple residences right. To, right. to pick that network based on maybe their, their and their family's needs?
3: Right. And, and some of these um, networks do have national access and some of them don't. So you certainly want to check that. That would matter if you're traveling too. Um, you know, Is your network strictly within a small geographic area or is it truly really national? That's, that's absolutely critical. And, and these aren't hard things to do, Jason. People can go to their uh, website of their carrier Uh, take a look around, I'm sure they can also call somebody if they want additional at um, their agency or OPM and get additional information, but it's not a difficult exercise, but this is the time to do it with open season when you can easily switch from one plan to another. Um, The other thing is sort of health insurance related, but it's, it's more health related, and this has really come to light with COVID and being in the life insurance business and the life and health insurance business generally, a lot of people during COVID put off routine medical care. And what we're starting to see now is people that could have had a a cancer diagnosed earlier, maybe stage two or stage three, and now all of a sudden they've put off their annual checkups and now they're diagnosed at stage four, it's a whole different thing. This is because they didn't want to go into medical facilities. And who could blame them with COVID, right? It was very, very scary. Right.
1: Absolutely. Um,
3: and then on top of that, you have people who are actually, in tre- this is less common. You have people that were actually in treatment plans, uh, programs with physicians, and delayed doing that treatment because of the same reason. They didn't want to go into facilities and be exposed. Um, you know, I, I personally, uh, personal anecdote, but I think it's reflective of the issue. I, I needed an MRI and there's a giant MRI practice not far from where I live attached to uh, Shady Grove uh, Hospital. And um, Jason, this is a big facility. They have many MRI machines, all kinds of other testing equipment too. and it's normally uh, swamped with people. I went in a huge waiting room. There must be 50 seats there because they actually need 50 seats in the waiting room. I was the only one in the whole place. That is uh, something that I just think on a personal level with personal health, and we're t- I know we're talking about insurance and I'm not a physician, of course. I would say if, if there have been delays in your life for either getting treatment or getting your diagnoses or checkups, go do it. Go do it now. So I hope yeah, that a really solid
2: reminder. I appreciate you sharing that, Shane. Because again, like you said, uh, is very reasonable that folks didn't want to risk themselves and, and getting exposed. But but potential pi- problems could have been uh, piling up um, under the covers, uh, under the skin, and you know. And, and you mentioned that this is something that the industry is paying attention to. Um, right are we seeing a, a rise in, in negative outcomes or are folks who are discovering that they've had these, these latent issues getting worse?
3: Right, uh, well, somewhat. It's, the jury is still out on this because this, uh, this will need time to develop. I will tell you that from a life insurance perspective, we are looking at this carefully as well, but our time horizon for potential claims payouts is so much longer than health insurance that it makes less difference to us. So we're not changing any of our mortality assumptions or uh, any of the math around it. Because when a life insurance company picks up a, a, new, a new, in our case, a member insured, you know, we're, we're making promises 10, 20, 30, 40 years out. And that's a very different proposition. And I used to run a big health plan, so I, I understand how that works. Health insurance claims are immediate. Right, and they're much is much more highly utilized product. So I think to answer your question, I, I, nobody has a good answer because we just don't have any experience with a pandemic like this. It's been a hundred years since the last one.
2: Yeah, well, and just to keep pulling the thread on that, Shane, you know, as we are in open season and folks have the opportunity to revisit their healthcare options and, and, and consider their current needs of their family. Uh, we're also dealing with inflation and rising prices everywhere in the economy. How What are some, some things for folks to think about as they're balancing those trade-offs? Um, healthcare options, life insurance options, other things that, that people need for, for the security of their families.
3: Excellent, excellent observation. I would say on the health insurance side, there's really not much you can do. You're going to need the health insurance regardless. And most of the co-pays and deductibles limit your out-of-pocket expense, and it's going to take some time for the increases in the cost of delivering medical care, which is really the cost of insurance. Uh, Insurance companies, believe it or not, don't make this is not the highest dollar um, industry out there in terms of profit. You know, they are reasonably priced. And uh, therefore, how would inflation affect it? Principally around those folks who are providing healthcare, you know, hospitals and the doctors, uh, anesthesiologists, all of the specialists, pharmacy uh, costs, all of that takes a little time for these inflationary uh, pressures to build into their rates. And they in turn have to negotiate with the carriers And so you're going to see it with increased premiums, but it isn't going to be right away. It might even take two years to kick in. Um, So I don't think that that really affects people right now. I would say on the the life insurance side, um, the inflationary pressures around household budgets, it isn't going to change our rates. It isn't going to change our mortality uh, expectations. But when you're talking about uh, share of wallet is a term, I think it's a little bit of a crude term, but that's what we're really talking about, discretionary spending. And life insurance is one of those things that it's easy to treat as a discretionary spend. And of course, I would you know, counter that with, you know, do a needs analysis, figure out what you really need. Um, so I think that's where we'll see people uh, hopefully, making good decisions and, and putting life insurance higher up on the list of things which it's not disposable. It's not. It's not like I can go, you know, I can go to Starbucks, you know, once a month instead of five. That's one way you can spend less. You can also reduce costs for expenditures for life insurance. I would suggest that that's the wrong way to look at it.
2: Yeah, and I, you know, I, I agree that the, the share of wallet term may be a little crude, but it's a, it's, a, it's a good mental model and operating construct to think about. At the end of the day, there's things you need to do, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you've got, yeah. you've got to have shelter, food, clothing, uh, you know, a dry roof over your head. And then from there, it's, it's making these choices and yeah. um, the, the choices for you personally, the choices for your family. Um, and, and how you want to live your life. Like you said, sometimes there is that. You can peel back one or two coffees or, you know, I know several years ago when my wife and I were house hunting, it was, you know, we can only go out to dinner once a month because once you do the math and look at the share of wallet for going out and for dinner and a drinks, so if, you, if you do that more than once a month, it, it adds up really quickly.
3: And, and you know, you know it's, it's, it's just it's a little bit silly, but it, in our household, COVID, I had no idea there were so many streaming services out there for for TV, and every one of them costs you six, seven, ten bucks a month. And all of a sudden, you're at a hundred bucks a month, and you haven't even thought twice about it. So um, I I do think inflation is going to affect everybody in the nation. I I I I wonder if it's transitory or not. Um, I think that's a question to be answered. But you are starting to see a lot of um, conversation about that. Um, but it's a great question, Jason, because it will affect, even if it's transitory, it's going to affect your ability to um, have, it's going to affect the amount of money you have for daily living expenses. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. And that's, uh, especially as we're heading into the holiday seasons, when, when there, there are typically added demands on the that this discretionary lens it can be a little bit um, more challenging. And, you know, as, as I think about our topic here today with open season, I think that that's all the more reason for folks to, to look closely at, at the plans that, that they or their families are on and, and whether they can get a better deal uh, or more appropriate uh, suite of services for, for their healthcare needs. Um, because I think the stats are something that, you know, in the government only 5% or so of people actually change plans year to year, but those that do, save several hundred dollars. And, and that could really make a difference um, in, in folks' budgets.
3: Absolutely. The, um, uh, this is our busy time, even though uh, we don't have uh, open season uh, per se, uh, for life insurance. And as, as you know, we're a, a nonprofit. We only do civilian federal employees for 77 years. That is our mission. Um, so we have an exceptional deal. But this is our busy time of the year because people are looking at their health insurance through open season at work. That's a huge expense for most people. And, and we, we like and encourage people to take this time of year to do a, a, at least a cursory look at your entire financial position.
2: And I think it's, it's logical, right? If, if, if not at, at this time of year, when, when would that be? You know, you also have the, the, the hooks and the reminders of seeing family and friends during the, fam- the holiday time uh, that, that for many kind of uh, can, can clarify those things that are important in life and, and maybe some of those things that are a little more uh, discretionary. We need to pause here for, for a break uh, our final break. And when we return, we're going to dive back into our conversation with Shane Canfield from WEPA to talk about open season as well as some of the other offerings and benefits over at WEPA. You're listening to Fed Talk on Federal News Network. Welcome back to Fed Talk on Federal News Network. We're entering the last segment of our show, talking about open season with Shane Canfield, CEO of WEPA. Um, Shane, let's let's dive back in, and, and I want to talk a little bit more specifically uh, here in this last segment about those those specific offerings to WEPA. You know, you mentioned that. Uh, this is a good time of year for folks to consider all of their options, you know, in open season, certainly health care options, but also life insurance and other options. Uh, can, you, can you, just for our audience who might not be familiar with, with WEPA, what's the primary difference between uh, WEPA and Fegley?
3: Well, okay, um, the price, our price is, um, is, is less. And there's a reason for that. So the reason is that when you apply to WEPA, um, you do, uh, we do underwriting. Now we have accelerated and short form underwriting. We also take 80% of those people who apply. So our underwriting standards are, are, are um, easy, you might say. Um, that's different than FEGLI. FEGLI is open to uh, all employees when they join and then if they have a significant life event, they can uh, usually add to their coverage, meaning uh, you know, add a family member, uh, get married, uh, there's a list of, health, of life events which trigger the ability to be able to add additional coverage to your uh, FEGLI plan. And that's not unique to FEGLI, that is a industry group employer industry standard. Um, you can also, increase your coverage with a medical exam at any time. So uh, the the benefits for us are um, typically price. Um, On average, people are saving just a a shade under $300 a year. Uh, That's in one year. And most of our people uh, stay with us roughly 20 years. So it adds adds up a lot. And over time, it um, it can really be a significant amount as premiums. These are this is term insurance. It's meaning it's there's no cash component to it. The leave and the employer plan is a, this, exactly the same. The plans are actually very similarly designed on purpose. Five year age bands, rates go up over time. So that two sixty a year, our average new person is coming on younger and younger, which is an interesting phenomenon. So. Um, uh, that number is for a younger age. As people get older, then that savings increases exponentially, along with the premiums, of course. Uh, but again, there's nothing unique about that structure of the insurance product itself. Um, the, um, some of the other differences, Jason, are around um, some of the non-rate issues. Uh, for example, our coverage is portable. So if you were to leave federal service, you can take it with you. You can't take your employer plan with you. Um, again, not, not a ding on Fegley. This is just the nature of an employer plan. For WEPA, as a nonprofit, you come into the plan by virtue of being a federal employee. That's your key that opens the door. When you come into FEGLI, that um they have a similar key and that's being an employee of the federal government that gives you access to all their plans for us. However, we don't, um, we don't track whether, where a person works. And so once you're in, you're in, so that's a pretty significant difference, especially in a co- in times of COVID when, um, uh, you, you know, uh, you know, long COVID can affect people. I would say to anybody right now, I mean, this is not the time to, to drop your current insurance policy. Um, you may have health conditions which develop. Uh, nobody wants to get COVID, but it has horribly killed seven, nearly 700,000 Americans and a lot more people have been affected. So um, that's that's a big difference. Um,
2: well, I think uh, also while folks are, considering their jobs and their careers and we see folks uh changing industries changing jobs you know maybe that maybe their family did move and they need to find something out um having that portable benefit so you don't have that gap period can be really important for folks Um, yeah especially when they're dealing with other things especially if there's a move or, or one of those um significant life incidents
3: uh, another thing that we offer, Jason, is is unique, as far as I know, to um, group insurance programs, health, uh, life insurance programs like ours. And we call it a chronic illness rider. And, and this is not long-term care, but it's an interesting, uh, fairly low-cost rider. Um, and at this point, 30% of our members who apply also get this rider. It's, it's relatively inexpensive, less than 5% of premium. For most people. And what it does is if uh, you have uh, a chronic illness and it's similarly set up to, say, uh, long term care or long term disability insurance, meaning there are certain, uh, if you can't perform um, two of five life functions, uh, you can get an early payout of the death benefit. That's where it's different than long-term care. It, this, is, this is a reduction of your benefit. It's just paid early. And you can go up to $125,000 per year for four years, $500,000 maximum. We don't tell people what to do with that money. Um, they can simply, but if your policy was a million dollars of face value and you go four years and you pull this out, uh, that means your million dollars is now five hundred thousand, but it's at a time when people need it.
2: Right, right. It's providing that that assurance and that cash in the moment when folks need it. And and chronic illness rider is a new one for me, Shane. And uh, just to pull the thread on this a little bit more to help our our audience understand, you know, would folk would it be on unnatural or or, or strange to see that folks have their health care, their long-term care, and this chronic illness rider, just they're giving coverage and protection, financial resources in different places. Do you see folks kind of packaging up those different kinds of of benefits and coverages? Yeah,
3: yeah, absolutely. You're going to need health insurance regardless. Long-term care is a much more robust, uh, it's expensive, but it's a much more robust package designed uh, to Take care of people, um, you know, and facilities, nursing facilities, and and carry you through a, could be a rather extended uh, program. This chronic illness rider is simply I I would call it supplemental cash. It's not uh, it's not designed to replace long term care. It's absolutely a supplement to long term care. Um, but it's uh, I have to be really really careful on. I do not wanna portray it as that. But I, I would say um, for the additional, if you have life insurance with WEPA or you're considering it for an additional 5% of premium, now you can put this availability to get cash unattached to any particular usage. Uh, gosh, just it's really pennies on the dollar for uh, a little bit more peace of mind.
2: And, you know, in terms of helping folks understand if that, that chronic illness rider is a relevant or applicable benefit for them, are there certain chronic illnesses that, that kind of you see most frequently showing up there? Um, or is it just kind of the, the choice of those, 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 those members or those individuals and uh, their own kind of financial and life situation, and unless the illness itself?
3: Yeah, it's it's not pegged to a particular disease or illness. It's pegged to your ability to function. So that's uh, it's a little bit different, and there are no particular um, illnesses which are in specifically included or excluded because it's not based around that. So. Um, uh, they can certainly uh, our website is robust. Uh, last year, we completely did our, our website. We also have uh, an 800 number. Of course, people can call and talk to us about it and learn a little bit more. Um, I'm talking about it because it's it's really a unique benefit. I don't know of any other group life insurance program, whether it's attached to the federal uh, employment or not. That, that offers this. This is a product that you normally see in individual life insurance policies, which are all much more expensive than we are.
2: Got it. No, that's, it's really helpful. Again, this is the first time I've heard about something like this, Shane, and, and so appreciate you uh, educating me and our audience on this this a bit more. And, and you mentioned the, uh, the revamped um, uh, WAPA website uh, and I know you have a ton of tools information on there, but but one of those tools that I think is is really helpful, especially this time of year, are our coverage calculators. Um, yeah. can you can you kind of tell folks what do those cover? What kind of things do they help people calculate?
3: Well, well, there there are two principal ones that I think uh, uh, your listeners will will want to hear about. One is. It's a, um, I would call it a medium robust financial needs calculator. Uh, medium robust meaning it's not how, what's your salary and you need x percent of your salary. That's, that's Some calculators are very simple like that. Some are extremely complex and take a lot of time and effort to uh, navigate. Ours is not, so it will ask you basic needs, and you'll get a good ballpark about how much life insurance you want. That's that's one, and then the second uh, the second one is the price comparison with FEGLI. Um Our rates are public; they're right there on the website. Um, Fegley's rates are public, so there's no mystery about what you would pay for Fegley, and there's no mystery about what you would pay for us. That's very different than most uh, group life insurance programs that offer uh, all sorts of different rates by age, by the amount you buy. And uh, we do that, but they also have standards, substandard, smoking, non-smoking. And so therefore it's almost impossible to use a rate calculator in that instance, it's it's with us. It's very quick and easy. That's that's uh, those are the two big ones, Jason.
2: Got it. And if folks are using those calculators, are you all collecting any you know personal information, or, or are they ending up on on a marketing list, or or you know kind of how do those those tools work themselves?
3: There's no there's no tracking or login. Um, on on the tools now of course you can sign up and get information you can call us and get more information but just to use the calculators no it's it's not got
2: it and i i just asked that question because i know that a lot of federal employees are wary about their personal information getting out there uh, especially these days with with increased risks against certain populations of the federal workforce um out there in the public Um, shane we, we were Got a couple more minutes left here, um, and you know, I just wanted to get, make sure you had an opportunity to to let our listeners know. Are there any other resources outside of of these calculators, um, uh, the comparison tools, uh, information about the rider that you wanted to make sure that we shared with our listeners here today?
3: I would say I I just want to follow up on use of personal information. We spend a tremendous amount of time and resources on protecting information, and we never, ever sell anything. It's not even on our radar. That's not something we're ever going to do. Uh, I would say go to the website and check out our um, financial um, planning um, program that we offer. It is free to members, and it's with Ernst & Young. That's a tremendously valuable tool. Um, maybe next time I can tell you a little bit more about that, or people can just go to the website and look at it. Um, that, that's an exceptional value. And it, it doesn't cost anything if you're a member.
2: Awesome. Well, uh, Shane Canfield, uh, CEO of WEPA, thank you so much for, for joining us here on, on FedTalk. I encourage our listeners to check out the WEPA website, waep org. That's all the time we have on our show today. I again want to thank Shane from WEPA and Joan Mellinson from FedPoint, uh, kicking off our open season program. Remember that open season is open now until December 13th. Uh, that's all the time we've got. Fed Talk is brought to you by the Federal Employment Law Firm of Shaw, Bransford & Roth. Have a great weekend.